0: Argentina is known for many things, from the sultry rhythms of the tango to the sizzling flavors of Argentine cuisine. This month, one more restaurant made Argentina a little more famous around the world. 13 Fronteras was awarded a place on the 2024 Michelin Guide. I spoke with executive chef and owner Dave Sodi on the recognition.
1: I still haven't really wrapped my head around it. It kind of hit me today. A little bit. Actually, I was kind of thinking that, um, holy shit, we're in the Mii song died. And know uh, last, last night when, you know, I was, I, I, I got back in the kitchen for a minute and, and, uh, I looked out and the, the restaurant was totally full. And I was just like, man, uh, and this is, you know, really hard times in Argentina and there's people still coming here. So I'm, I'm very grateful. Uh, I'm, I'm really grateful to, Everyone who walks in the door and um everyone who's been involved in this thing along the way.
0: Sounds like you're still soaking in the news.
1: Yeah, I am. I, I, I really am. I, I I really don't know what to make of it. You know, I'm I moved to a country that that didn't have a Michelin guide until three months ago. When I first got the email, I thought it was a scam. I thought it was like, you know, my some somebody from Nigeria saying, my brother's in jail unjustly and you know wants niece money to get him out urgently, please help. And it was just that was kind of a thought that went through my head.
0: And of all the places Dave Sodi could have been
1: when he got the news. I was in the shower.
0: <laughs> Are you serious?
1: I was literally in the shower. I got the email and I was going to get in the shower. And I opened it up. And I was like, "This can't be real." Yeah, just, I just never, never in my wildest dreams, and never thought this could be possible ever.
0: So, how did you figure out that it wasn't a scam?
1: Well, I sent it to my partner. He's got a he's got an IT team, and um, he ran it through, and then the IP address came back to Switzerland, not Nigeria, ironically. He called someone he knew in the Ministry of Tur- Tourism. That they, you know, they're they're the ones who arranged all this, and they confirmed that it was it was true and legit. And w- and then he called me back, and I was in the shower. I was literally in the shower. Um, he called me back with with uh, crying, yeah. so happy.
0: Yeah, so I mean obviously it's it's the best news ever because you've worked really hard and you've been in the game since you were 18.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I've been doing this for 26 years now. So it's you know, I I guess the real thing you think about is this is a culmination of 26 years where you know, you think this this kind of validates all the all the sacrifice and all the the pain and the burns and the, the lemon juice in those burns and mm-hmm. salt on top of the lemon juice in those burns and, um and all the long hours and all the, you know, birthdays missed and things like that.
0: Tell me, uh, do they tell you that they are coming to assess your restaurant? No. So you don't no. know who's coming?
1: No, but like, a week after they announced they were in Buenos Aires, this German guy came and he spoke, you know, pretty flawless Castellano. And, um, and he was just very, he was just observing a lot. And I said to my, my general manager, um, I said to her, this will never happen. But if it did, this guy could be a Michelin inspector. And she said, you think so? And I said, I said, he could be, but that would never happen to us. The next week, a French guy came, same scenario, both walk-ins. And, um, and, uh, they both ate the same thing. And I, and she said to me then, you know, I think this is, another inspector. And I said, I don't know, man, I, I don't think that would ever happen to us. And a week later, I got I got the email.
0: And did you do anything different, though, with those dishes? With
1: anything? No, no they come. coming. Everyone gets treated equally in my restaurant, no matter who you are. If, if you are homeless or the president of, of Argentina, you will get treated equally in my restaurant.
0: How does the team feel? Because you've got so many great people and uh, put in hard effort into those dishes?
1: Um, I guess, I guess validated would be, would be a good word. You know, like, there are a lot of hard days and there are a lot of days where things don't go right. And, um, and we have to, we have to scramble and, and fix something or something gets burned or, so, you know, the ice cream doesn't set in time for service. And, um it just kind of makes you realize that you know after all this hard work we're doing the right thing absolutely and you know I, go ahead i i there's a lot of doubt that runs through your mind at times like you know you get a slow night and you, and, and everyone else was busy and you just kind of like wow what what am i doing wrong um But, you know, those are those are also the ebbs and flows of Argentina. Argentina is in a place that's very easy to to run a run a restaurant or a small business. But um, but it just kind of restores your faith in what you're doing, even after all those frustrations.
0: Absolutely. And when you took that journey across 13 borders and decided to stay in South America permanently, thrive through the pandemic. I'm sure you weren't thinking one day there'll be a Michelin guide that will cite my restaurant as creative because that's what the guide says.
1: Yeah. I know I, that was, I appreciate them saying that first of all, like that's, that's if there's one thing we strive for, it's to be creative and, and different and, and be the black sheep amongst a lot of sameness. Um, so, so I appreciate them classifying us as creative. Um, I, I think that's accurate. Um, but no, I, I never once thought that um, that we would ever be in the Michelin Guide. I never, I never thought Michelin would ever come to South America. To be honest,
0: that's awesome. And Dave, the dishes that contributed to this recognition. I'm sure you took note of what the German and uh, uh, French inspectors had, but what are those that you think contributed to this uh, tick in the right direction?
1: I think one was certainly the the um, Frontera de Fusa, or the blurry border of the Northeast. You know, that that one, I I think, really is probably um, my favorite dish of the year. Um I, I would I would definitely categorize it as being my 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 dish of the year on on Teresa's menu.
0: And uh what is the dish?
1: So it's a dish that's inspired by by uh, Misiones Province in Argentina, which is a very um jungle like province. It's it's really the only subtropic region in in Argentina. And uh um in it butts right up against Paraguay, so they share a lot of ingredients and, and techniques along with their border um and so the base of the plate is made out of bijou which is a, a flatbread made out of yucca starch and cheese and we also add a, a third corn flour and lavender to our dough and then on top of that um we we put shakaratia which is an edible wood that's very indigenous to, to Misiones, um and uh puree of palm hearts. So you, so you actually have two woods on the dish and then we finish it with honeycomb and some root vegetables and leaves in the season.
0: You know, I remember when I first interviewed you, we talked about your culinary philosophy and it was always to use the freshest ingredients available. You know, this farm to table concept that we all talk about, but really look out for the different kind of ingredients that you, you, you can use as as well? has anything changed in your philosophies?
1: I, I mean, really, I, I just kind of to narrow that scope, I what I really like to do is look for humble ingredients and turn them into luxury plates. Um, you know, I always say I can give you a dish of caviar, foie gras, and truffles, but where's where's the sport in that? Um, I, if I can turn a dish of tripe into something luxury and delicious, that's really typically food that was left for the poor and the peasants and um, and and turn that into a luxury dish. I, I think there's a, a lot more game in that. And I think there's a lot more technique and, and, and skill involved rather than just putting a piece of foie gras covered in caviar and truffle on the plate.
0: You're a voice that's elevated South American cuisine in very many ways. And for those who know you, have been supporting you for years know what you offer both locally and to international tourists how do sure. you feel about being that kind of influence
1: i'm just a cook i i mean you see you know
0: it's so a cook even though you have a michelin recognition to your name
1: yeah yeah i mean i kind of take my my position in in the culinary world much like i take the ingredients i, I try and be as humble as possible and and um and don't think too much of myself and i i think that's really a characteristic of that defines latin america as 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 um a society that if you walk around here with a lot of ego and people never take you seriously whereas where i'm from um ego is everything and and that's part of the reason i was never comfortable in in north america i just don't i don't value ego i value humility and and um and i think um as a as a as a cook this day and age there needs to be more of that
0: absolutely well well done to you and your team and i can't wait to come to argentina i'll make sure i get my reservation in I, i may even tell you that i'm coming Dave, thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to all that the restaurant is going to do in the future.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for, for taking the time. This is The Travel Rider Show on Jair 88FM in Melbourne.